This is FoxCast OT, a podcast for clinicians made by clinicians. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Find out more at foxrehab.org. Megan Mitchell back on the show, one of my colleagues here at Fox Rehabilitation. And Megan, uh, you're also in the residency program with us at Fox. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a truly rewarding experience. So far in the residency process, uh, one of the things that you have to do and get to do regularly is take a look at research and see what is in literature now. And we figured there'd be a good opportunity, since you're doing that already on a regular basis, to take a look at an article and break it down. And most importantly, the most important person in this podcast is the audience. What can they get out of it if they don't have the time to read this? So we bring you on to talk about this research article from BMC Public Health. The title was called A Life Fulfilled, Positively Influencing Physical Activity in Older Adults, A Systematic Review, and Meta Ethnography. That's a fancy word we haven't said on the show before, but I like it. <laughs> yes, it's definitely a different type of paper than what I'm used to reading and probably what most of the audience is used to reading. Let's start really, really big. What's the background? What are they looking to do and, and tr- what are they trying to find? Yeah. So basically, we know that life expectancy is increasing thanks to advances in technology and medicine. So a lot of people are living longer. And we know we've heard terms like silver tsunami that adults that are starting to age, they are going to have an impact on the healthcare system. What we also know, which is great for us, is that physical activity can really prevent or delay the onset of this age-related functional impairment. And there's a lot of research to support this. However, there's a gap. We have a lot of research that supports that physical activity and exercise helps to improve functional mobility, but we don't have a lot of research that really explains how to get older adults to engage in physical activity and to continue with physical activity once they're done with us. And so that's really what this paper is looking into. They took a bunch of research, systematic reviews, and really dove into it to find how can we get older adults to engage in physical activity. We know the benefits that that has been well documented, but now how do you get people to buy in, commit, and continue? Yeah, the authors actually phrase this so beautifully that I want to quote them here directly. And it's an open access article, so I can do this. They said, a deeper understanding of what physical activity signifies to older adults would enable the development of interventions that acknowledge and address the physical, psychological, and social factors that influence their activity. I hear everybody in the uh, the biopsychosocial model uh, camp uh, cheering for that because it recognized the other two outside of physical, which is psycho and social, and that's got to be a, a part of it. That's got That's got to be a major component of it. I'm guessing, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. This is something that's definitely stressed at Fox, especially physical therapists, occupational therapists, and speech language pathologists all working together. But especially in the residency program, they have really had a focus on looking at the whole picture and realizing that our patients are more than just the sum of their impairments, that there are other things that we need to look at. Like you said, the psycho and social components before we really create 
a home exercise program and really have a true lasting impact on our patients. All right. So now we know what we're looking at and a little bit of the why behind uh, what we're looking at. Uh, let's go into the how. How do they take a look at this with a systematic review and meta ethnography? Yes. Okay. This is actually an introduction to me with this type of research. And what a meta ethnography is, is it's a unique systematic qualitative synthesis to provide robust evidence on patient and clinician beliefs, experiences, and understanding. What they are doing is they're comparing study concepts to identify new overarching concepts and interpretations. Um, typically, in a meta-analysis, you are summarizing a body of evidence. They're taking a bunch of systematic reviews and finding, okay, what are the treatments that are most effective in treating hip osteoarthritis. However, in a meta-ethnography, it's more of interpretive research. So they are focusing on building meaning through integrating data. They're trying to find meaning in this data. So here they, the purpose really, just to stress again, is that they're trying to get generate insights that could be used to enhance interventions for older adults, to really figure out what will get older adults to engage in physical activity. It seemed to be pretty robust in terms of 39 papers met their inclusion criteria that they actually wound up taking a look at more in depth. So this, this seems pretty robust. Yes, absolutely. And what's interesting is the things that they've included, the older adults have to be in it. And if they're doing other age ranges, they could only include studies that had the older adults were analyzed and reported separately because they really were just looking at older adults engaging in physical activity. For exclusion, they actually would exclude studies that had participants, um, if they were recruited because they had a specific disease or health condition, if they were master athletes, if physical activity was only a minor component, or if physical activity was in the context of rehab. So this is very different than the typical studies that we look at. It's really looking at that engagement factor and that community level and getting people to participate in physical activity after healthcare professionals are done. All right. So what did you learn after taking a look at uh, their results and what they analyzed as a physical therapist who works with older adults every day? What are the important parts? What are the important pillars that you took out of, uh, of this particular publication? Yeah. So this paper was actually pretty nice to read because it laid out the five third order concepts that they came up with, the five key things that after they looked at all of these articles, they found to be essential for older adults. And the five were, one, how physical activity fits in with transition events and aging. Two, the role of physical activity in older adults' sense of purpose and self-belief. Three, physical activity creates and strengthens feelings of togetherness, community, and belonging. Four, physical activity affects on physical, emotional, and cognitive health. And five, the barriers to physical activity. And I kind of want to break these down a little bit yeah. because I know this reading off like that doesn't make much sense. Yeah, go with number one and just, just talk about what, what what you took out of it, right? So we got, you know, what, yeah. so what, and then is the now what? What are you going to take this? And we, may, we like to call it Monday morning applicable. So let's go through these five. Start with number one. Okay. So the physical activity with transition events and aging. What they found is that there are major life events that could be key pivotal moments if you interject then that it can have a lasting impact on their physical activity. And these key moments are things like retirement, 
caring for a grandchild, a loved one getting sick, or a death in the family. This can really trigger an awareness of the aging body, and we can use that as motivation for independence. So if you have a referral for someone and they've recently lost a loved one, or they have a loved one that they're currently taking care of, it can be helpful know that this might be a really good time to start to employ some of these other tactics that I'm about to go into. So the second one, and this is probably the most important, is the role of physical activity in older adults' sense of purpose and self-belief. They found that this this is most important. Older adults, they already know the health benefits of exercise. It's been talked about a lot. That doesn't seem to get them motivated to participate in physical activity. What they have found instead is that if you can link it to their identity, to their sense of purpose, they are more likely to engage in it. If physical activity becomes an important role in their daily routine, then they take this as a personal responsibility. And it then ties into their sense of identity and it gives them this sense of personal achievement. Right. So really linking that with a sense of purpose. Yeah. Um, and the third one, this physical activity can create and strengthen feelings of togetherness, community, and belonging. Physical activity provides access to social contact with others. Physical activity is our mode that we use to engage with under, other individuals. If we can link and really connect with our patients and help them see that by doing these exercises and giving this mobility, they can regain social connections, it can really help to, I don't want to use the word compliance, but it can really help get buy-in for them to participate in physical activity. So if they religious or have grandchildren or friends, or if you're in a facility and then there's the group participation activities, this is kind of how we can link that and create this bond and really a sense of purpose in participating in these activities. Yeah, this is why, you know, Pilates classes, yoga groups, cycling classes, CrossFit are so popular is because there's a sense of community and togetherness. And if I don't show up, then I'm letting the group down, but I belong somewhere again. Yeah, exactly. And I actually think yoga and CrossFit, Pilates as well, they're such great examples that within that community, they have a set of beliefs, actions, and expectations. If you are someone that does CrossFit, you work out regularly, you really believe that sleep is important, that nutrition is important. I mean, there are sets of practices. So this becomes your identity. And linking CrossFit with identity as your identity, you now have all of these wonderful health behaviors. Same with yoga, with mindfulness. So it's, it's very similar, yeah. We're really just trying to create an identity and using physical activity as that mode. Yeah, there was a great um, there was a great marketing line from a guy by the name of Seth Godin. It fit this situation, which is people like us do things like this. So when you say I'm a yeah. cyclist, well, cyclists get up really early in the morning on the weekends and they put their spandex on and they ride for two hours. You do that because you want to conform to the group in a good way because you want to belong and you want to be seen as one of the people. But you get that added benefit of, of that group and it's a little easier to exercise and to get motivated when it's not just yourself on a rainy Saturday uh, morning, but you get that added benefit of that group and that togetherness. Exactly. Exactly. When I work with my patients, I really set the standards that when you're my patient, these are the things that I believe in that we now believe in together. And one of them is really sticking to 
what we say we're going to do, that we are going to develop these habits. That's what being a fox patient is. And That's a good way to say that. You know, we, we mentioned that a lot in terms of what is being a, a, a great therapist and being, a, you know, specifically with our practice, which is what does it mean to be a fox physical therapist or occupational therapist or speech language pathologist? But framing that of this is what it means to be one of our patients. You act like this. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We hold our patients to the same standards that we hold ourselves. So that that clinical excellence to live fulfilling lives. All right, yeah. moving on to the uh, so, n- number four, the uh, the third order construct from the paper. Yeah. So the fourth one is physical activity effects on physical, emotional, and cognitive health. So like I said earlier, health benefits, they're widely accepted, but not really enough. So we really just need to stress the value of physical activity contributing to positive well-being. And we can do this by showing that physical activity can incorporate laughter, enjoyment, and pleasure. And then the fifth one are barriers to physical activity. This is nothing new to us. We know that there are a bunch of barriers and they can be internal, such as fear of getting injured, Mm -hmm. or it can be external, like lack of access or support. But the article did stress that family and healthcare professionals can really help to reduce these barriers. So it was nice that we got a plug into this. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good with these these constructs, how it's mentioned that this is something that probably should be, you know, on the therapist's mind from, you know, evaluation through treatment and especially discharge, right? Because the entire point of this this uh, paper was how do you influence physical activity well after you're maybe not in the care of a professional. I think it broke these third order constructs down really well into things that should always be on your mind or opportunities for you to interject in certain ways to highlight these. Yes, exactly. The way that I use this in my own practice is you're not going to get this all at once, but we have such a great opportunity because we are with our patients two to three times a week. We have, and it's one-on-one, we have so much quality time with them. And not only is it one-on-one, but we're in their environment. So we really need to use this opportunity to develop a relationship with them, discover what it is that's important to them, look around and, you you know, you don't, it doesn't have to be point blank questions sometimes. Sometimes you can use what you see around to really figure out what it is that's important. And then you sprinkle in messages. You know, I start, I start with my evaluation of setting the tone and the expectation that this is going to be hard work and that we're going to work together and that this is what a Fox patient does. But then throughout my session, I will start to engage in conversations, find out what's important to them. And then just in passing, you know, make comments like, oh, this exercise is really going to help you lift up your grandchildren. Or this exercise is going to help so that you don't need your daughter to come over, get you groceries or to put the groceries away or to help you shower. So you just start to sprinkle these messages in. And I've been finding that by the end of my, by like the 10th session or something, they're bringing this up on their own. They are starting to identify with me like, oh, hey, this is going to help me do this. Or ask me, why, why am I doing this exercise? What does this help me do? And that level of engagement I found has really led to really incorporating these exercises into their routine. And it's becoming an identity. You're not a soft patient just for the duration of therapy. Now you're, now you're a soft patient for life. Like you now have these sets of beliefs and the tools to succeed and live that fulfilling life that Dr. Kim Fox always talks about. Yeah, people like us do things like this because we now are in agreement. We are now part of this uh, this tribe that people like us do things like this. 
I think that's well said. Uh, I like those third order contracts. I'm going to mention them again. Number one, how physical activity fits with transition events of aging. That's uh, highlighting major life events that have an opportunity for changes. Role of physical activity in older adults' sense of purpose and self-belief. What does this say about me? How do I bring this into my life? Providing a sense of personal achievement, really, in someone's uh, in someone's life. Physical activity creating that that strength and feeling of togetherness, community, belonging. We talked about that with other examples like CrossFit or, or yoga or cycling. Physical activity effects on physical, emotional, and cognitive health. We know that that's biopsychosocial. Um, sprinkling that in there, I think that's something that people tend to know. And I'm using air quotes on a podcast, but they know this. But it is good to kind of reinforce that and uh, and get them to remember and recognize, hey, this is uh, positively affecting me physically, emotionally, and cognitively. And finally, recognizing the barriers to physical activity. Yes. I mean, sometimes people's excuses or reasons for not performing activity need to be drawn out, need to be talked about. And sometimes just the act of talking about them can get them out of the way. Perfectly said. Anything else you want to add in terms of, uh, uh, you know, if someone hasn't read this, but have been listening along, that's something that you learned and will be putting into practice with your patients? No, I think you said it perfectly. Really, at the end of the day, we are just trying to help our patients live a fulfilling and engaged life. And we can use physical activity as a way to get them there. Megan Mitchell, a physical therapist here with us at Fox Rehabilitation and part of our residency program, year-long residency program. And as she goes through that, uh, taking a deep dive into the literature. And while she's doing that, we thought it would be a good idea to share that with you. Megan, appreciate your time. Good luck with the rest of your residency. And we'll have you back on again. Thank you so much, Jimmy. Thanks for listening to FoxCast OT, a clinically excellent podcast. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Fox clinicians work hard, love their work, and get the respect they deserve. Sound good? Then you'll love the autonomy to work in your own style and the support you get to achieve excellence. Plus, freedom and flexibility to have a personal life. Whether it's your first day or you've been around for a while, your contribution is acknowledged and rewarded. That's what makes Fox a success. Happy, well-trained clinicians make great healthcare. Are you a fit for Fox? Find out now at foxrehab.org.